This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, how the devil uh, are we all? <laughs> I hope you are well. Uh, it's back this weekend, the football is back. RIP, your madge, um, rest in peace. Amazing, amazing scenes in London. Uh, totally understand why we cancelled last, um, last weekend. Uh, some of them obviously had to be cancelled this weekend because of the clash and the uh, police coverage. Um, but it's back. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. We've also got Leicester Till I Die Radio as well now. If you fancy a bit of music with the chat and rather not look at me and just listen, then head over, head over to mixcloud.com or one word, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. <laughs> After those big American stations who like their four-letter names, LTID Radio, and it's a mixcloud.com first, then slash that. And this, well, it's the Spurs preview. I know. I know. <laughs> Let's do it. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
Until I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right, again, I'm still here. How we are doing? Uh, yeah, check the radio out. Um, I, I, I apparently did quite well the last show. I've, I've done a couple this week one at nine, one at six to see which time goes better. Um, you can catch them on that uh, uh, address that's going along the bottom there, uh, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. The first show was looking back at the 2015 16 season. And took me back in time on Wednesday, last night, when we looked at the 1976-77 season. Jimmy Bloomfield's last season with us as manager. Uh, the good thing is, we have a laugh and a joke. Well, I do, because it's a radio show, so there's only me. And I um, I play a bit of music. We have a bit <laughs> flares, glam rock. Not There's a lot, an awful lot of people that I can actually play that's still left, that's not in prison. Are away at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, first of all, I just want to say um, all the best to um, Simon from um, from the Tottenham Hotspur uh, Premium Hotspur channel. He was supposed to be coming on tonight to discuss the game. Unfortunately, he's had to uh, rush his son to hospital. So I do hope, uh, Simon, that everything is okay. Fingers crossed for your son. Uh, I, I hope he is well. And that's Premier Hotspur TV. Um, thoughts going out to you, mate. I say, I hope your son's okay. And also, on a personal note, thoughts from myself uh, to Brad. Chin up, mate. Yeah, you're welcome on here. I want you to get your arse on here for 9.20 and join in and let me insult you. <laughs> you know. You know you love it. Now, Brad, chin up, mate. Don't give up. Don't give up your dreams. Um, let's just check what's happening in the chat. Hayden's in. Hello, Hayden. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Alfie Lights Water. Hi. Hi, how are you? Alfie Lights Water. That wouldn't be Simon, would it? Hmm, not sure. Uh, I love your training kit. Well, I've, I've got the kit. I haven't got the training body. Uh, to be honest with you, I usually buy, or I have been buying, uh, all three kits for a few seasons. But I'm out of work at the moment. I haven't got a job. Uh, bought the first one because I loved it. The third kit came out, the gold. I absolutely loved that, so I had to buy that. Thankfully, I didn't like the green and black one with, with the checker. Um, so I thought, oh, this is half the price but then of course i got the decision do i buy the blue with the white edging or the white with the blue edging i did only buy the one i did only buy the one um terry yeah craig comes in now at 9 20 we've, we've kind of changed the format a bit because what we're going to do for the first 20 odd minutes is just go through the stats and the information and then um craig will come in 
uh, we will talk the team. We'd normally have a guest, but like I say, unfortunately, his son has been rushed to hospital. Um, so we haven't got a guest, and then he'll pick the team at the end. So that's that's the way the, the, the show show works now. Uh, we did it before for the last game. Um, the game didn't go so well, but the show did. So <laughs> let's have a look. It's Spurs this weekend. How confident are we feeling? Um I'm torn, and I said this because we, we did want a show, myself and Brad, uh, about three hours ago. Uh, it was three hours ago, six o'clock this evening, looking at the press conference. It was only a short one, or it was only a short one that they put up online, which was 12 minutes. Um, I haven't seen any journalistic things that were saying it, other things were said that, that were cut or anything. But, hey, look, you know, it is what it is. The thing I've seen, I'm, I'm worried. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, it spurs. You know, we certain teams we don't do well against. And let's face it, usually it, it's the top six, you know. Like when we won the league. When we won that thing there, can you see it? That thing there. When you won when we won that, we lost twice to Arsenal. And we hadn't beaten Arsenal for like 10, 13 years before we actually did. And it's just like that with Spurs at the moment. Of course, it doesn't help now that we are in the position that we are in um, because we're not going to, I honestly don't think we're going to win. It's not often I predict against my team. I have done for this game and I hated myself for doing it. I, I need the points in the prediction league. So, you know, um, such is such is life, such is life. But look, look it is what it is. Um when we played Arsenal, I went into that game thinking we're going to lose. Because look at the signings they made. And we are in the position we're in, not just because of Brendan. Um, it's because we didn't sell anybody last summer. Um, the one season we didn't sell a big player. And whilst we don't have to, it obviously does help the, the way that the club is run. Um we were expecting to sell Tielemans this summer. We didn't. Fafana went through a spanner in the works, etc. <laughs> you didn't get on in Europe in the midweek then, uh, then Wes. How's that working out for you at Chelsea, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, you know, so we know we know it's been bad. We know it's been bad. Um but uh, we have to get on with things. It's FFP. That's what's doing us. We are being watched. Man City, Chelsea, they'll probably get out of it. West Ham and ourselves all being watched because UEFA's FFP is a lot, lot worse than the Premier League. So if we were somehow to qualify for Europe, we don't want to get stuck uh, with fines or anything like that. And... You know, we, we, we have to sort of cut our cloth accordingly. Yes, as a lot of people have said today, well, you know, we've got the planning permissions and all this is going to go ahead. We've got this big, you know, complex with theatres and bigger shops and uh, accommodation blocks, etc. But that's not FFP. And we've got to remember that. Um, I'm sorry, I will do, Terry. Thank you. I've just seen that, mate. Uh, message him. He would agree. He would agree. Um, he, he does. He does do a show with me at nine, but he could probably fit it in. But I've, I've, I've send that off to him. Send that off to him, mate. Um, but yeah, um, that's not FFP. That that is separate. 
the players, the purchase of the players, etc. Building the ground, extending the ground will help that the FFP obviously because it means you know we get more fans, therefore we can spend a little bit more. But we are still only half the size of Man United, and yet we're expected because we have done for a couple of years. We're expected to compete with Tottenham. I mean, you, you know, Tottenham was it three, four times the size of of Leicester, even with the extension and, and the extra seats. We have to be realistic. And I've got to be honest with you, I would sooner at the end of this season go, God, I've still got a club. We're in the Premier League. Great. I don't want to do what, you know, what spending money, chasing the dream like Leeds did in the hope to get into Europe, fail miserably, and, and we disappear for 10, 12 years. Look at Derby. Sold sold the family jewellery to try and get into the Premier League. Hasn't worked. Ended up a couple of seasons getting relegated, being Dropped loads of points because they've, they've overspent, etc. So we have to be. So this isn't a match that I would expect to win. But what I am looking for, what I am looking for from the players is a commitment. What I am looking for from Brendan is use your five fucking subs if you need to and get your tactics right. That's what I expect from Brendan. I expect from the players to put a bit of effort in. Now, you could argue against Arsenal that we maybe they didn't let us play very well. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. But I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> let's not get let's not get stupid about this. We know they're gonna be but let, but just go down dying. You know, that that great escape season, yes, we were bottom of the league, yes, we were losing week after week after week. But we were fighting. You know, we were... At the moment, we're like the French. We're just giving up. We're going, oh, go on, we've lost this. That's what the players seem to be doing. But anyway, rant over. Rant over. Uh, you know me and my rants. Uh, this isn't going to look very good, but we're going to have to do it. Let's go through the old uh, uh, Staturuni, shall we? You see, there we go. 32 times we have played them. Um, we have well, they have won 15, we have won 12. Uh, and in fairness, I have got to say that those 12 were not, I mean, yes, it was in the championship winning year, of course. Um, but it was in the season sort of before that as well, not sort of much so recently. Um, they've won eight at home, we've only won five away at their place. And the funny thing was, like I said, on the radio show on Tuesday, and I did the 76-77 season, Tottenham actually got relegated that season. Hey! Oh, bad luck, Tottenham. I didn't, I didn't realise when I was doing it, but they actually got relegated. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's our history against them. And... Uh, and again, last year is probably not the best year, but it was last year to compare. Uh, Spurs did the double over us. They beat us 3-2 at Leicester. And then when we went to Spurs, it was 3-1. Uh, there's always goals in this game. You know, we're never going to say there's not any goals. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said earlier when we did the uh, the manager uh, um, show, the press conference show, I think it was probably Gray. Uh, he said, uh, that Spurs, we're 1-0 down to Kane before we even kick off. Yes, we probably are. I can't. I, that, I, just, I just can't argue. And this, when you look at the current form, it's 
Spurs, 1-1, drawn 1-1. Leicester, lost one, lost, lost, lost. I'm not sure who that win was against. <laughs> who was that win against? <sighs> Eight goals scored for us, 12 for them. But here's the biggie. Five conceded, 16 conceded for us. Would you change Ward? Would you put Everson in? I'm against it. But I was on Lee Chappie's um, show earlier, watching along and in, in the chat. And his viewers put, put Everson in goal. Um, great channel, by the way. He is he's on everything on social media all over the place. So if you're not following Lee Chappie, get your ass over and follow. It's a great, great channel. Um so that was the uh that was the team form. This is the form guide. I'm trying to see where that win was coming from. I think it's the fact that I used two different sites for this. Uh this site is the is the one. Um uh, Spurs there, you've got um well, let's go back. They drew 2-2 with Chelsea. They were 2-0 down and they came back. So that was a, that was good for them. Um, they beat Wolves 1-0. They beat Forest. Not often I say I love you, Spurs, but I did that day. Um, they they drew with West Ham. That was a good point for West Ham because they're, they're struggling at the moment in the league. And they beat Fulham. Uh, but Fulham put up a good fight, 2-1. Uh, whereas you've got ours... 4-2 Arsenal, and let's be honest with you, we had our asses spanked and they were totally and utterly all over us. Uh, Southampton, yeah, that was one you could say that got away. Uh, Chelsea, should have maybe done better. Should have maybe got a draw. They were down to 10. Uh, we lost to Man United. Um, could have got something from that maybe. Oh, Brighton. I mean, we were running around like headless chickens. I mean, you know, everybody says, well, Brendan's not got a plan B. Well, I'll tell you what, his plan A was pretty shit that day. But also, his A, B, his B, C and D plans, it looks like he was trying them all together. Some players were playing one, some were playing the other. And um, I don't think he knew... I don't think the players knew what they were doing, to be honest with you. But... Like it or not, we have had two weeks off. And we have to take advantage of that. Brendan, and let's be honest with you, Brendan's, it's the way he is. It's his accent, etc., etc. He never is going to sound like he's, yeah, come on, get her. His, 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 his press conferences are always, well, yeah, okay, we've had the two weeks off and uh, we've been able to get down. That's how it is. We have to accept that. He's no Martin O'Neill on that side. Um, but, um, yeah, we've had, let's, let's hope he has taken advantage of that. Uh, Cyber Leader is in. Hello, Cyber. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Um, did you play midweek in Europe? Did you? I think you won. Remind me, remind me, remind me. Um, but you need to, you like, you need to do it in the Premier League. Um, yes, yes, indeed you do. Um, David, they must have included our win versus. Actually, that's a point. That is a point, David. I think they probably did include um, include that. Craig's with us, so we'll be bringing him in in one second. Um, this is, they call it goal distribution. Oh, you're playing now. 
good luck, mate. Fingers crossed for you. Of course, it's Thursday night. I'm lost with my nights. Best of luck for you, mate. I hope uh, I hope you do well. Can't find a good stream. I know, I know. It, it, it's uh, there's not so many out there now. Um, but this is this is when the goals are scored. Um, that could be interesting because apart from the uh, thirty to forty-five minute period when we both seem to score, um, and that 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 we, it's pretty much spread even. But what gets what I like about that is if you look at the top one, which is Tottenham, look at that seventy-five to ninety minutes. They are we are conceding some, but they are conceding a lot at the moment as well. Uh, but like I say, Cyber, good luck, mate. Hope you uh, hope you uh, hope you bring it home, as they say. Uh, I should have gone to Specsavers. My eyes, you know. Uh, there's the season stats so far. I'm going to have to zoom in on my other screen. Um, oh, I need to get some new glasses. I'm not sure which. Tottenham on the top again because uh, they're the home team. Uh, 50% ball possession, 381 attacks, 11 offsides. That compares to ours. 53 possession, 625 attacks, um, nine offsides. So a hell of a lot more attacks for us. What were we doing with it? Shots on target, 37 for them um, and 20 for us. There, well, that kind of says it, I suppose. Off target, 51 for them, 42. So we're having the attacks, we're just not having the shots. And I can see that. Um, 38 corners to our nine and uh, player rating 6.96 and 6.67. So that's not too much different. Again, one thing I noticed there, which is worth shout pointing out, Tottenham's yellow cards, 14. Now, I know we've got a bit of a powder, you know, powder puff girls sort of team at the moment, but maybe if somebody wants to stick their foot in there, did I say that out loud? But then again, in fairness, we can't beat 10 men either, can we? So <laughs> it's six, six of one and half a dozen of the other, really. But um, there we go. Um, and then we will got the, well, the next slide is the goals, uh, the, the, the score predictions, which I will come on to at the end. But uh, he is very patiently sat in the uh, sat in the wings. Um, probably enjoying the absolute splendour of the hospitality in the green room. And he'll probably come on here pissed out of his brain. Um, he won't. He won't. You know, Craig. You know, Craig. You won't do that. Let's get him in. <laughs> He's just fallen off his chair. <laughs> Craig, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm good, thanks. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. How are you? How are you, how are you doing, Chris? Well, I'm doing very well. You are our quintessential quiz master. <laughs> nice. Quintessential. Excellent. Yes. We, no, you didn't know I knew such words, did you? I didn't, no. no. I'd like you to spell it now. <laughs> I had to Google it to find it, mate. <laughs> but, um, we were going to have Simon. We've had him on before. Um, uh uh, tonight, unfortunately, he's had to rush his son into hospital. So, oh, then we'll, we'll wish him all the best. <laughs> exactly, best wishes. I have tried to get another one in; it hasn't worked. Um, and Brad may or may not be joining us, but um, I, I have offered it, it, it to him as well. So, okay. but no, to Simon, I hope your son's okay, and uh, and and everything's works out for you. Douglas is in. Good evening, Doug. How the devil are you? Uh, no, I didn't send you any jokes today, so just no jokes. You know you'll only set me off. You know you'll only set me off. Craig, 
two weeks off. Um, mm. Love it or hate it, there was no games last weekend, or agree with it or agree with it not. Mm-hmm. And we will come on to that maybe towards the end because of something I'm doing tomorrow. Um, but I, I, I can't predict us to win. I haven't predicted us to win, to be honest with you. It's not often I do that. Mm. But like I say, I need the points in the prediction league. But, I mean, do you think we've got any chance in this game? And, in you know, to me, if we lose it, it's, it's not a sackable. It's not, you know, you can't sack Brendan Rodgers if we lose this game because it's Spurs. No. Um, it's funny. I mean, part of me thinks that what's going on on the pitch at the moment is could be some ways secondary to what's going on behind the scenes, you know, because mm. um, it does seem to be falling out with a lot of people. Um, he's coming out and saying some things that I'm sure won't be going down particularly well um, with the, uh, with the owners uh, and the people who run the club. So, but you're right in, in isolation, a game away at Spurs you know, not many people would be uh, given as much um, no. much chance of a, of a victory there anyway. But, you know, we've we've had some surprising uh, victories there. Uh, I remember, I think, Hooth scoring a winner uh, for us. I was there when we beat them in the Cup and uh, when Jeff Schlupp actually scored. So yes, one of those in the dying seconds. Yeah, so... Um, so you never know. And just and looking did, at those did, did games. Did Mark De Vries or was that at Filbert Street when Mark De Vries scored? That was Mark De Vries. That was at Filbert Street. That was, that was a 3-2 victory. That was, yeah, yeah. last minute. Yeah. Um, but just looking at some of those stats in, in you know, the most surprising one, probably the the, the number of attacks um, mm. that we had, uh, sort of 20% more than, um, than they had. Because I think, I mean, you think, you look at the attacking um prowess that they've got um with uh Kane obviously who just always scores against us yeah uh with Son with Kulisevsky who was a great signing for them last season and now they've added Richarlison who also seems to like scoring against us so they've got some threat going forward but you know Conte's not a particularly attack-minded coach you know, I think he sets his stall out to be more solid. So mm. I think Spurs look like an attacking team because they play a lot on the break. So when you see the highlights on Match of the Day and the like, it's usually them breaking at speed with three or four players flying forward. But just looking at those stats there, in terms of build-up play and building sustained attacks, I'm not sure they're as potent as they have been in the past. No, uh, I'm, I'm just bringing it, bring it back up if I can. Um and and the thing, as I said there, um, and we'll come to that in a second, Doug. But the fact they had less shots on, they had less attacks than us, mm. but they had more shots on target. Yeah. So it, you know, it doesn't matter how many shots you have, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you're not getting them on target. It doesn't it doesn't really matter, does it? No, exactly. But don't forget, I, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of those attacks wouldn't, uh, when we were playing one up front, as we have been most of the season, probably wouldn't have ended in a goal attempt anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think, I think if he goes with a two again, I think we'll uh, we should be more dangerous and give them more uh, uh, more trouble than if we it was a lone striker. To be honest, 
and we're, and we're going to come after. We're going to pick the two. Well, you're going to pick the team later. Yeah. I have no response. I, I, I it was. I was watching Lee Chappie's channel earlier, and mm. he actually let his viewers pick the uh, pick the squad. Right, and went, okay. well, great idea. Then you don't have any responsibility for it. But um, <laughs> uh, he has a lot more uh, watching, obviously. Doug says, "Then we, we did touch on that. You know, I don't think you can you can sack him after this game if we lose because it's one." That you would expect to lose, and I'm not thinking awful when you expect to lose it. I mean, uh, Maisie, the Man United fan, you know, she called the uh, the the Villa game, which should have gone ahead last week. And if you saw it on the website earlier, it was what Brendan was going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> Somebody cocked up there at lcfc.com. Um, that one she christened El Sacchio, which yeah. I thought was brilliant, yeah. but I can't, I can't on this one. and it's amazing. I've had these two weeks, and you know me. I I can't. I have my arse is full of splinters because I can't decide which side of the fence to get mm-hmm. off. One minute I want him gone. Yeah. The next minute I'm like, well, yeah, that guy said something. You know, a couple of journalists, you know, that I, I respect, and when they say it, I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, I'm, I want him gone after I've seen the performance and his substitutes and what have you. But yeah. obviously, you make a substitute, he scores in the next two seconds, and you're a tactical mm. genius. Uh, but when I was looking, and I, and I did this earlier with Doug, but I think it's worth doing again with yourself, um, if if I can if I can find it. That is, um, when you look at the games we've played this season, including Tottenham tomorrow, we have played four. Of the so-called big six, yeah, in the first half. Now, if that was at the end of the season, we'd be sat here going, "Oh God, what an ending we've yeah, got!" But, you know, yeah. Um, and I think if we didn't have those big six, those big four in there, sorry, and I, I don't like saying big four, but it's just easy to yeah, say. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we didn't have those big four in there, then we could be probably sat mid-table and and. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sort of you know, everything in the in the garden's rosy, so to speak. I mean, yeah. Brentford, we should have, we should, we know we should have held on to that, and that's the thing. So that that was point drop. Arsenal gave us a lesson, didn't they? They yeah. really did. Uh, Southampton, we sh- again shouldn't have let it slip, but you know we beat them nine nil, and a couple of months later they beat us, you know, at, at Filbert Street. They did. Um, Chelsea. Maybe we should have got something from the te- from the ten man against them, and again, Man United, who had an awful start themselves, but then they are coming better under Ten Hag. Yeah. And then, of course, the Brighton debacle. Um, and I think when you look at Br- if Brighton had been one nil again, I don't think it would have looked as bad. No, but I just think you know when you've got um, Arsenal. Chelsea, Man United, and Spurs coming up. You and but you're not winning your other games around it. Yeah, you you're in trouble, which obviously we are. So is it my question to you? And it was a long time coming, but I'm going to get there. <laughs> You've been learning off Brad. I mean, I've been learning off Reese. By God, <laughs> he can. He's got to be the longest answers to quiz questions. Throw a few more facts in, please. <laughs> yeah, but love him to bits. Love you to bits, Reese. Um, has it been a bad start as we think it has? And I, I'm not going to say eh, it's only six games because we could be saying that, but has it been as bad a start 
as we are thinking it is? Um, that probably not. Uh, as you say, you know, it could have been very different. Um, a bit better defending, a bit more belief in the team, uh, and you would have think we could have, we should have won um, against Brentford. We should have at least got a point. Probably another. Th we should be, you know, in, in theory, if we were, if we were at it, we'd have been sitting with at least another six points, mm. um, and we would be, yeah, as you say, mid table. I think it's the way that we seem to implode in games. Uh, I think that's the that's the more worrying issue, the fact that we, even when Brentford got one back, we didn't look like we were going to go and get the third, you know, to to kill the game off. Mm -hmm. We we sent, tended to go in our shell. The same against uh, Southampton, we got a goal up and we went back into our shell, and it's that kind of lack of confidence in ourselves that. As soon as we're ahead or we're in a game, then we'll we'll sit back and almost allow pressure on. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's as bad, but there are worrying signs. And I think you know Terry the same there, and I'll say the same to to Doug. It's not necessarily sackable if it's a defeat. I think it will be the manner of the performance. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, it could be a shocking performance, and we get a point. You know, but you know, a lucky point in some way. So I think it's the manner of that, that yeah. the message that it sends, whether the players are playing for him, whether we have some structure and shape to the team, whether we look like more of a team together rather than a group of individuals. Mm. I think all of these things will come into play. And Brendan must know. Well, again, he's a winner either way, isn't he? He stays and he gets, you know, he, he keeps his job, he goes and he gets 10 mm. mil. Um, I'm sure he would love to be turning it round. It's dangerous because it's an international break. So he's got this game and then he's got two weeks without a game. Is that such a bad thing now? If you're on a poor run of form, is it a chance? And he said this last two weeks has been a chance to regroup. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for him. Mm. But it means that the management structure at the club have time to be looking around, contemplating, yeah. taking things. Yes. This will be probably because the, the, it was an enforced break. This one, you can't plan mm. this um, international break has been in the calendar from day one. I would imagine this was the first evaluation point from Brendan and his coaches and the team, but also from the management structure of the football club. We get to this point, uh, point, we should have been eight games in, I think, uh, by now, uh, after this game. That's yep. your first evaluation point. So I think that there will be, I would imagine there'll be meetings already organised to see where they are in the, in the plan for what this season was supposed to bring. So yep. from that perspective, I think it may be a dangerous time for Brendan. After that break... We've then got a very, very busy October. Mm. Uh, we're we're going to be fed up with each other by the end of October. We've got six games wow. in October. Um, but... Winnable games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the phrase I was looking for. Mm. Um, Nottingham Forest at home. Fingers crossed. Uh, Bournemouth 
I love the fact that I was on the sh on the show earlier. I was I was on um, Dan's. Interesting the chat, and there was a Forest fan in there, and he was lording it all over us. I went, "You're only 19th. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get, wind that neck back in a little bit, mate. You know. So yeah, we're, we're home to Forest. We're away to Bournemouth. Home to Palace. Home to Leeds. Away to Wolves. I would, and then all right, we've got Man City, but we'll forget Man City. But those five games, I would say, potentially are all winnable. Yeah, on, on you would expect on a normal season, the way we've been playing over the last few seasons, you may think, okay, that, that there's always an odd one in there that you may drop some points, maybe Palace. Um, but you would be looking at those and, and thinking, right, this is an opportunity to get a healthy points haul. Um, so that's. Again, that goes in Brendan's favour because he can. Yeah. We know he can try and you know charm his way or, or talk his way out of anything. And if he felt and under pressure, he would be telling those in the upper echelons of the club, "Look at these games that we've got coming up. I'm fully confident that we can get points. Mm. Blah blah blah, and we'll be looking in a much better picture." If that's the case, then I don't. I, I guess what we'll, what we'll say is after that run of games. He's out of excuses. Mm. Yes, definitely. Did I don't know if you saw the um, press conference. No, no, I no. not had a chance. What, they, what they've got up on LCFC.com, we showed it live here earlier on our press conference review, is only 12 minutes. Mm. Um, and a couple of that was taken up with, with, with a match. Um, the... <laughs> And I, I, I kind of noticed it this time more than, than, than before, that Brendan, he's in that, any manager that is in that position, uh, Rafa when he was at Newcastle, Steve Bruce when he was at Newcastle, anybody when they were at Newcastle <laughs> and they're down that end, or Norwich or Watford, they get asked the same questions week after week after week. Yeah. <coughs> and... You get, you know, you get fed up with answering or finding, trying, and what you must do, coming up with a different way to answer the questions. I have been screaming for Pratt to come on and play. Mm -hmm. He said in the press conference he's got a foot injury, and he's been playing through, you know, the pain barrier and training through the pain barrier. Now I didn't know that. I've been screaming for him to be starting and all this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But then, no, nobody in the journalist side has asked him that question. <laughs> No, I do find it pretty annoying. I know Jordan uh, asks him some uh, sort of pointed questions and tries to to dig a bit deeper. Um, but it annoys me that that too often, I, and obviously I've not been at a press conference, so I don't know how structured they are, how much yeah. leeway they get. But it seems to be that very often you ask a question, you get an answer, and then it's someone else. You never or you rarely seem to get a follow-up question to be able to say, okay, that's all well and good, but, and then mm. ask it. You know, for me, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're good enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to play. If he's trained, I'm surprised he's training if he's got a foot injury. That that doesn't sound right to me. You would have thought you'd, you'd be off. You wouldn't be training on something that's causing you not to be able to play. That, that just seems to make no sense. And it's this kind of thing that makes it sound like it's not a happy camp and he's coming up with excuses. I know... Uh, this week, there's been a, a bit of to and fro about some of his comments about Castagna. And uh, I did chip in on uh, on Twitter with that one. That The thing is, you 
people fall into camps. There's the likes of you and me who are probably, as you said earlier, fully splintered at the moment in terms yeah. of on the fence. Um, but then you get, you know, the Rogers out and it doesn't matter what he says, they'll spin it into a way that it means, yeah, Rogers has lost the plot. You get the Rogers in who will spin it the other way. Um, for me, it was interesting how some people, supporters of Let's Get Rogers Out, were using that Castagna one as if, uh, because I think he'd come out and said something along the lines, he's not been training to the levels that we expect and therefore he's been, as we should say, rested. He said the same about Soyuncu. Mm. And people were using that and saying, as uh, that's typical Brendan, Castagna's been one of our best performers this season. Uh, he's clearly lost the dressing room. My viewpoint on that was, for me, if he's not been putting it all in in training, you don't deserve to play. That that's a, that for me. That's a bottom line. You should be training to your maximum and earning the shirt. As soon as anyone feels like they own the shirt, that's a problem. You know, um, one word: Southgate. Uh, let's not get into that because I'll just go off on one there. <laughs> but. As, but the thing is, as soon as you think you own the shirt, you lose the desire to keep the shirt. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter how well I play. I don't. I can coast through training. I know I'm playing. You know, that's wrong. That that can't be wrong. There may be yeah. other things going on, but fundamentally, you can't coast through training, in my opinion. You shouldn't be allowed to, should you? No. And if if that was read, and it's like statistics. I mean, I you know, I'm, I brought those stats up, and I do those, those 20 minutes with the stats at the start of these shows now. I read them one way. Yeah. Somebody else can read them another way. You know, yeah. it's it's politics. That's how you know you get the same story comes out, and we've I've seen it. The same story on the front page of the Sun and on the front page of the Mirror. Totally two opposing views yeah. on the same subject, and we won't know. We don't know what goes on at training. We never will. Yeah. And I had um, I'm not going to say uh, we had a we had a discussion earlier on the show. As I was saying about Tielemans, is that you know he he you know I brought a picture of him up scoring the goal at Wembley, doing the heart over the badge and all that, and I said you know if he felt that good, why isn't he signing another contract? He can put as many clauses as he wants in it, but yeah. it just means we at least we'll get some money for it. Uh, I've lost respect for him, yeah. and you know Brad was saying, well you know maybe the agreement is look you know you give a hundred percent you know every game that you go out. And and you know we'll, we'll let you you know go on a free at the end of the season. And I'm like bollocks. He should be doing that anyway. That's what he's paid to do. It shouldn't be part of an agreement, should it? No, mm. no, not at all. Um, but again, that's that's one of those. Don't get me started on yeah. that one sort of thing. But we'll we will never know. You know, we, we've we've got a bit of a history at Leicester. You know, mm. Pearson sometimes was accused of losing the dressing room, but I do think that he. Most of the time, he had the players who could go through a brick wall for him. Yeah, uh, and I've got to be, the funny thing was, was I say it was on Dan's show early. They're playing Bristol City at the weekend, who have got Nigel Pearson as the manager, mm. who right at the start of the season was he could have, he could have jacked it in. Mm. And the, the I was quite interested to, to to read it whilst I was still insulting the Nottingham Forest guy in the chat that he was so. Pleased with Pearson. He said it's taken him a few years, mm. but he's got rid of the overpaid players that were being paid too much at this level, you know, that, that, yeah. that they didn't deserve to be here. And he says the team will go out and, and fight for him. Mm -hmm. 
And I think you always got that with Pearson. Ranieri came along. Did he lose the dressing room? Um, there was rumours. Uh, Puel. It's, it's almost like a get-out clause that fans say, oh, he's lost the dressing room, let's get mm. him out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've said this before. It, there's a massive difference between a manager and a coach for mm. me. And um, and I'll say it again, I think Brendan's probably a very good coach, but I don't think he's a particularly good manager. And I hate the fact that to be a manager in the Premier League, you have to have your coaching badges. Mm. Why? You employ coaches to coach. Yeah. You're the manager to manage. Yeah. And that means the ins and outs of everything else. It means getting inside the player's head. It means motivating them. You know, tactics is one thing, you mm. know, what, and game for pitch formation, team formation, this, that, and the other. Yes, you get involved in that. But football at that level, everybody's a good footballer. So it's all about organisation and motivation. They're the two things. Everything else, if you get those right, um, should take care of themselves. And that's a manager's job. That's a manager's job for me. And if you can't do that, then that's when you... This you is probably the most play. sense I've ever heard you speak, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> but I agree totally, you know. A yeah. manager, whatever business you're in, whether it's football, sales, retail, whatever, a mm. manager is a good manager because he picks a good team. Yeah. And when he sees... The weak link, they always say you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm -hmm. You get rid of the weakest link or you train the weakest link up to be better because if the the better manager you are, you you know why why you would hopefully have a discussion with him, know why it's going wrong and help him to improve. But if not, you would. And that, like you say, that's the manager's job. But you have assistant managers, you know, and the guy that owns BP, I'm sure, doesn't go in there every day thinking, oh, I wonder if Joe at Blackpool got the targets this week, you know. Um, Don't 100% sort of agree with you, but they get paid the big bucks, it's where it stops. Yeah. Um, Let's go, let's just catch up with some questions, because we've got a few now in the the chat. Terry says here, um, if we lose Saturday... Since which year have we had such an appalling start? I think this is the worst. Well, it is. I'm sure I've read that this is the worst start we've ever had in the Premier League. Yeah. I, I can't remember it. Um, usually you've picked up a win, a couple of draws by now. Um, and I think it's I think it's the manner of those first couple of games where we gave uh, we lost points from winning positions that that sort of demoralises you, and it and it just feeds. It's like oxygen to the flames, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and and we're feeding it at the moment, and we need something. Whether it's a lucky shot to going off someone's backside or whatever, we we need a break. I don't think we've had a break, to be honest. Um, I know football isn't about luck, but you do need the odd bit. Oh, of luck. you did. I mean, I, I think you got to have a bit of luck. I think mm. you make your yeah. own luck. There is yeah. that, but I think you do need a bit of luck. But when you look at the table, all right, I would say we're six games in, but we can be saying that forever. But who would have thought Arsenal would have been top? Mm. You know, who would have thought Liverpool would only have been in seventh? Yeah. You know, having only won two of the six games that they've played. Who would have thought Leeds would have been in ninth? You know, um, who would have thought Southampton would have been up there in 12th? And then at the other end, yeah, you probably thought Everton were going to be there, but West Ham United, 
you know, you'd, I'd have thought they'd have been at the other end, you know, and Nottingham Forest, and again, I jokingly said this, you know, one of the few, the only team I think I've ever known that got promoted, they went out and bought the team. Yeah. But, you know, how much have they spent to be sat there in 19th place? It is a very odd-looking table at the moment. It just shows you, I mean, it shows you how difficult it is to predict anything and how football mm. can change. The only thing you can say is that you can only judge a manager when he's got his team. Yes. Okay. Now, we can argue that the team that we have at the minute is Rogers' team, but Rogers knew that it needed freshening up. Yeah. And he's not been able to do it. Let's face it, this is Arteta's team. With what Arteta inherited, mm-hmm. he would have been sacked by 90% of the Arsenal fan base. Still, to be fair. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hassan Hootl. Hassan Hootl mm-hmm. has had two 9 0 defeats uh, and he could have easily walked. Yet mm-hmm. he, he's got different set of players in there. He's identified where he was. they were lacking. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be challenging for anything, but they're they're solid enough. He yeah. could have easily been sat, and I'm sure most of their fans would have wanted him out after the second one. Um, mm. So it just shows you how difficult it is to predict anything in football and how it can change. The thing is, get the players that you want on the pitch, and then you get judged. So it's a tricky one. On, on this is his team, in fairness, isn't it? Because he's yeah. had it now three seasons. Yes, he would have looked to have refreshed it because everybody else did in the Premier League. Um, and we've had the discussion on several, you know, times, was he held out, you know, wrung out to dry yeah. and held out, you know, we were not being told, etc. But it's gone now. The thing that worries me is that I'm looking at 14th here down to 20th. Wolves have got Man City. So you're going to say probably Man City will win that. Uh, Palace have got Chelsea. All right, Palace might get a point, but you think that they're not going to probably beat Chelsea. But then Everton have got West Ham, who are down there. Villa have got Southampton. Forest have got Fulham. So for me, Everton, Villa, West Ham, Forest, they've all pretty much got winnable games. And then we've got Spurs. And it's that gap that's worrying me that's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, you know what, they all mind the gap situation. Because then every game is a pressure game. Mm. That's that's the problem. It becomes self-fulfilling. Um that even the winnable games that we've just talked about become must-win games. Yeah. Um, so the pressure that comes with that. And you do find out a lot about not only the players, but the manager, you know. Yeah. You find out a lot about the fans as well. You know, let's face it, you know, we, we, we're finding out a lot about our fan base um, this season, that's for sure. Uh, and the, the definition of fan versus supporter. Um, but yeah, I... It's worrying times. I think we're we're all, even those sort of staunch Brendan uh, in brigade are, are still worried because whether you like him or not, whether you believe he can turn it around or not, the fact of the matter is we're at the bottom of the table, and it could get worse by the end of the weekend. As everybody says, you know, it's an old saying, but it's a results business. You Unfortunately, know. it is. And it the, is. the problem yeah. is, that, you know, if you have got the same players, the reason managers freshen it up is. The fact that after three years, do you still listen to the same voice with the the sort of excitement or that you did yeah. when you first came into the club? A fresh voice, fresh ideas. 
mm. once you've had three years of it, it's just a natural thing to think, okay, I, I could switch off. I've heard it all before. Yeah. You know, so that's why managers try and freshen things up to bring players in to put pressure on those who have got the shirt. And this is why, again, you need to be doing it in training because everything mm. becomes stale and uh, and you just go through the motions and you pick your wages up at the end of the day. When you look at our squad, though, Daka can put pressure on Vardy. Samari can put pressure on um, uh, Ndidi. KDH could be putting pressure. So we have got players in the squad that can be putting pressure on, but mm. I, he, we know he's got his favourites. Brent, you know, Gareth Southgate has got his favourites. And I guess, even as a manager, when I was managing the sales team, I've got to be honest with you, I probably knew which player, which members of my staff would give me that little bit extra yeah. if I asked them, and which ones, now nah, I can't do overtime, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and which ones would get me results. Mm-hmm. And and can, I can remember, you know, on more than one occasion, giving me thinking, oh, this is a big call, the call's coming, this is a really big call. I'm going to give that one to Bella because I know Bella will really push for it. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, that's only worth a bit. Yeah, yeah. Les can have that one because you know what I'm saying, you know, and it, it, it is what it is. I mean, David says here, if we win playing well, do you still want him gone? I mean, I, we just said, aren't we? We both, we both splintered up. I would not want, I've never wanted us to lose. No, exactly. You know, uh, Puel would have probably gone earlier had he not had those two good results over Christmas. But, yeah, if we win, why would you want him to go? Mm-hmm. If you're winning and playing well... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that comes back to that thing about saying, you know, you, you spin it, don't you? you? You know, you can't start hoping that we lose just to get rid of a manager. Yes, yeah. Terry, a good question here, yeah. and it is a very good point, Terry. I bet those other five teams are also saying they are winnable against Leicester. Yeah, you know, they'll yeah. all be like, it's a great time to play Leicester, you know. Yes. Um, that's it. We're, you know, that, that comes with it, doesn't it? When you're sitting at the bottom, everybody wants to play you. Mm. But then that's sometimes, you know, they're poking the bear a little bit, isn't it? And, it is. Uh, I mean, the worrying thing mm. is, you know, how long it goes on before it becomes mm. a really tough ask to, to get yourself out of it. Because as I say, you know, every yeah. game becomes a pressure game. And mm. uh, it's rare, isn't it, that teams manage to claw themselves out. There's usually, I would say, three ways of doing it. One, we saw under Pearson and... He just switched formation. You know, he went to the, to the classic sort of four four two. Almost went out to just outscore the opposition, and it and it clicked. He found a formula and it worked. Number two is you have a big change of personnel in the January transfer window. You get some new players in who give you a spark, and you manage to go on a good run the second half of the season. Three, you change the manager. Mm. Now. Number one, a change of ideas and formation from Brendan. I can't see it happening. Two, are we going to suddenly find some money or people going to come and want our players more in January January than they did? Yeah, uh, our new head of recruitment's got all these players lined up. I thought I don't know where the money's coming from. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's. I mean, I, I mean, I. 
the ones that have come in at Southampton this season, I, I, I quite like. So if he's responsible for them, then fair play. Yeah. Um, what what I'm saying one. is, is we're being linked because always looking at the. But where's that money suddenly coming from? Like you just said. True, but most of those that he brought in weren't big names. You know, they were people on. You know, if your scouting network is good enough, then you get these players and you get them early. You As know, we know, we know we've been yeah, there. I mean, we, we've I done it. I mean, you yeah. only got to look at the Champions League uh, mm. and the Europa League to see there's a hell of a lot of really good players out there. Mm. The young kid who's tearing it up at the minute for Shakhtar looks a fantastic player. They know he's a fantastic player, though, even though he's young and they want 50 million and they turn down the likes of 30 million in this window. But he's come out saying, I know of all of that. It didn't happen. I get my head down and I play for Shakhtar. But he looks a real, you know, catch. There's some good players out there, isn't there? You just need to be able to identify them. And that's why those people like we had going back years with Steve Walsh and the like are worth the weight in goal. I'm just saying, in the year 2000, uh, yesterday, Steve Walsh left for Norwich City. So I'll throw that one in there for you. Um, but a lot of people are saying... That like oh you know we, we why have we got all these plans that are being approved to buy and all you know we're yeah. building this and we're building that and expanding this but that doesn't affect our FFP if anything the ground slightly helps it so that is a different pot almost isn't it 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 is a different pot and and I've said this before and um, a friend of mine uh, Keith uh, who I saw had responded to this. Um, on Facebook earlier and he, he put quite a, a lengthy reply and, and anybody who's read anything that uh, was in the program uh, that the, um, the chairman had said can understand that these are two separate things and it's all part of a longer term plan to stop us from being a selling club. Mm. You know, that's where all this infrastructure is and it's not just the ground going to 40,000. It's all the other bits and pieces that are on that development that will bring in more money, which means that we can uh, we can generate more money as a club yeah. rather than from selling. And and that's mm. and the chairman was quite clear about it. Our profit, our money to spend on players, has all been generated through player trading, which means every season you're going to get rid of an asset, and you can't do that long term. So this is all part of trying to change the ethos of the club the stature of the club to bring in more money from player trading. We're just, you know, we've got to go through a season or two where it's a bit tight. You just hope and pray that you can actually get through it and, uh, and keep our Premier League status. And all those uh, fans who were saying that fifth wasn't good enough, I bet it is now. Yes, yes. And we, we have to take off our blue tinted spectacles and we've got to say when we increase our capacity we will still only be half the size of old trafford yeah old trafford may be older and creakier and leakier but it's still twice the size tottenham hotspur is it three or four times the size of ours that's their ffp that's why their ffp is so much more lenient than ours is and i just think like we can't compete and i think it was rob tanner that said this that we, we cannot compete we can't sit at the top table when we sat with the mcdonald's yeah and we've got to say we have been you know those fifth places we have exceeded expectations mm. 
Other clubs have gone by the wayside. Arsenal and Spurs have had, a, you know, the few dodgy years and that allowed us to come through. Mm. But I would sooner, and in the, whatever we say about Brendan, I have complete and utter faith in what Top is doing when he's running this club. Mm-hmm. And if it is, a, like you say, a couple of lean seasons where we have to finish maybe 15th, 14th, 16th, maybe a little bit worried, but we stay in the Premier League and still have a club, yeah. That is what I want. And I said this before you came in, Brad. Uh, Brad, sorry, uh, Craig. That I don't want to be a I don't want to be a a, a, a Derby County where we take mm. a risk on yeah. taking doing that next stage. It fails. We're suddenly hit by FFP fines, points deducted, and we're, we're down a division. I don't want that. We've been there, yeah. seen it at the T-shirt. I don't particularly want it back again. You know. But on a lighter note, a quick question from Doug here. If Craig could compare himself <laughs> to a quiz master, <laughs> would he say? Um, I would like to think uh, Clarkson from A Millionaire. That wasn't the one that sprung to my mind yeah. first. A little, a little bit of devilment who enjoys. Um, yes. Enjoys... Did you see the clip where the, the siren goes off? Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means? Yeah, we've got to go and get changed. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I had you down more as an Anne, Rob, uh, as an Anne Robinson. I'm not going to uh, Did you? Gonna lie. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you I think that probably says more about you, Chris. Probably, yes. I'm a bit, I have a bit of a liking for the older woman, you know. Um, Terry says, be, be, be honest, Craig. Some of the excuses are laughable. Yeah. They are. I, I mean... I can say that it's that that behavior. He's he's a he's a manager who's backed into a corner, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, and you know, especially the press and the fans, when when someone's feeling the pressure, they love it. It's a it's a story, you know. So they're going to poke and poke away with a stick and see what they can get. And for all the media training that these people should be getting, you know, he's. He's lost his charm, hasn't he? he mm. You know, whether he liked it and, and put it across as arrogance early on, there was a little bit of a charm to, to Brendan. He could smile his way and chat his way out of it. I think you see the reality of somebody when they're up against it. And um, Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's, he's showing classic Mourinho traits mm. at the moment, which is worrying for everyone um, that he wants to, you know, at all costs almost protect his own reputation. Well, you know, you know, in you, you may not have have many arguments with your good lady, but when you have an argument and it's one on one, it stays pretty. You know, it can stay pretty okay. You know, but then suddenly, if her sister comes in mm-hmm. and a best friend comes in, it's three against you. You are fighting like a caged cage tiger because you're on yeah. your own. You've got all this, and that's how Rogers and all these managers must feel at times. Yeah, it becomes very defensive. The defensive mm. and deflective yes. is, is what I would yes. say. Yeah. Um, what I, I what I don't like is the fact that it's difficult when you're being asked a direct question, and I think we forget that sometimes. That all we get quoted back to us is the answers. You know, Roger said this. Roger said that. Roger said the other. Rarely are they quoted with the question that came before it, which is potentially. You know, what can you tell us about why you haven't chosen Castagna? Is it anything to do with how he's been training because you said something about Suyuncu before? 
what well, yes you know that's the case we do see the these press conferences but all the other press that we don't get to see you don't know how how questions are very often um worded and phrased and they're all these are clever journalists they're phrased in such a way to try and get a soundbite um and but for me he should be if he's going to use deflection tactics it should be to take it away from individual players and not necessarily discuss individual players um the flip side of that is that as fans we want our managers to be open and tell us what's going on, you know, yeah. but we can't have it all ways. You know, it's, I, I would love us to be the next fly on the wall documentary, you know, yes. because I think that whole dynamic with, you know, top and, and the, and the owners and the management team and the manager, I, I just think would be absolutely fascinating. Uh, I can't see it ever happening to be honest, but uh I'd, I'd love to know what really goes on at the place. Yes, yeah. Um, Doug says here, uh, Cam Southgate hates Madison. I mean, <laughs> thing is, I mean, let's let's be honest. Would you pick any player from a team that is bottom of the league with one point after six games to represent England? Let's flip it. Would you pick a player who has played about 10 minutes, if that, this season? Calvin Phillips. Has he, has he got off the bench for Man City? Yeah, he's in the squad. Maguire comes on as a sub, he's in the squad. For me, I, I'll, 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 it's like we're talking about in Leicester City training. As soon as you think you own the shirt, your desire goes. Mm. Mason Mount does not deserve that shirt. I like Mason Mount as a player, but in terms of form, he doesn't deserve to be in the squad, let alone be starting every game. You know, when there are players who have had better seasons uh, or the, the the second half of the season, Madison was miles away from Mason Mount in terms of stats, goals, goal involvements. Yet he can't get a look in because Gareth is happy with the squad that he's got. You know, so where's the desire from a Mason Mount to lose his place in the squad to then go out and really show what he's worth and come back a better player than what got him into the squad in the first place. It's never going to happen because it doesn't matter how he plays. He's in the squad. It's absolutely pathetic. He's a joke of a manager and he should have been gone after the World Cup. Even though he got us to a Euro final. Don't care. You would have got us to the Euros with that squad. <laughs> well, thank you. Players at his disposal. And then what he does is expose young players to all the vitriol that they got by making them take penalties, taking a, a young lad like Saka, go on, you have the last penalty. I mean, absolutely ridiculous behaviour. I mean, you see, this we didn't, we didn't want to go down this road, no. but the, the green lights come on and the traffic's turning and we're stuck in the, we're stuck in the lane. You see, to me, I get, I get it. Don't get me wrong, you know, it, but... At what point do you say? Do you say, "Oh well, he's you know he's 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 old enough to pay for England, he's old enough to be picked for England," but oh, don't want to wrap him in cotton wool. We don't want to give him a penalty. He doesn't, you know, he shouldn't be worried about the vitriol that he'll get off the off the off the fans if he misses because that's not Southgate. Southgate can't control that. 
what Southgate does is have a look in training. He has penalty competitions, yeah. and those were the five that were scoring the most penalties. I get that. I get that. But I don't understand the order that they were in. I again, you can you can accuse me of doing exactly what I've just said earlier. I'm spinning it because I don't like him. So I will find the negative. And you you're you're quite rightly, as your role is to take the devil's advocate view. I just don't think he's got the bottle to be an international manager. Um I don't think he makes the right decisions. Uh, and he contradicts himself the whole time. How long was it that he was banging on when he first got the job? Everyone will be picked on club form. Those who are in form will be picked. They'll be the ones in the squad. Now you don't even have to play to get in the squad. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying I don't see your point here, but how often does a government say one thing when they voted in and four and a half years later, it's still not been done, or they've changed their mind about something because things happen. And I, I just think, as an England manager, that as, as Brendan gets all the hassle off Leicester fans because he's picking the wrong team. He's you know he's not picking Soyuncu. He should be picking Pratt. He's getting all that hassle. That is that is twenty times over for the England manager. Because he's got it from all the clubs. Because he's a Leicester player, we think he should be in, you know. Maybe he's looking at it and maybe he's seeing what Brendan's saying about oh, how he's at training and all this, that and the other. Um, I, and I don't think just, just Gareth, I think that's the same with every every England manager that goes in can only pick 22 players from 20 yeah. clubs um, or 25, whatever it is, from 20 clubs. And he has to pick the ones that he feels can do the job for him. Now, that's going to upset a lot of people. Gazda didn't go to the with with the Glenn Hoddle to a World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, Gary Lineker was taken off by Graham Taylor. <laughs> England managers are on a hiding to nothing as soon as they take that job. Don Revy, I was looked at back at that 76-77 <coughs> season. Don Revy, champions of um, England. Got them virtually you know, to a European semi-final. We failed to get to two competitions with him as manager and he buggered off to the, the mm-hmm. UAE for the, for yep. the money. And I just feel that with Gareth Southgate, and I'm, I'm, I can say we're spinning it here, I just think we've got, and we'll get back onto Leicester after, <laughs> I promise, but I just think that under him, we've got to, you know, a quarter-final, a semi-final and a final. And I do think that it's a bit of a, like, you know, hashtag Arteta, that whatever he does, he will he will get, you know, if he wins the World Cup first, people will still get, yeah, but he didn't play Madison. Yeah, I get, I, I get all that. What I would say would be two things. Um, if you're not going to pick players on form, why bother going to games for a start? You know, you see him up in the stand making his note. What's the point? Is it is he there just to check whether they're alive? Because if you're watching the same games that everybody else is watching, then you can see that certain players are not performing. Um, so why go? Just watch match of the day and pick your team off that, which is what it seems to be doing. He can't be going to Man City and watching Grealish and Calvin Phillips and thinking they're playing well enough to be in my squad when the fact is they're not even playing. So I, stay at home, Gareth. 
you know, do some more pizza adverts or something. Again, I don't care. But what I'll say, the final thing I'll say is, yeah. in the same way is you've got to create a feeling of my place is under pressure to be an England squad. And just like a club team, a national team needs freshening it up. Mount will respond or not if he thinks his shirt is under pressure. And I'm picking on Mount just because he's done bugger all. But he's not the only one. We've said this before. Kane, you know, could go through patches and nobody ever put pressure on him, to be honest. He was always picked. You can almost forgive that. His record is phenomenal. Fair enough. But you, as soon as you think, I've got this England shirt, I don't have to work hard anymore, you're on a slippery slope. No, you, you 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 make the point very well, and I, I would agree. You know, say devil's advocates and all that. Totally agree with you on the points you made. Um, I suppose the thing is, and again, I'll say this is my last thing as well, is that I I I have two people. I have um, uh, a gentleman who goes along to the matches and picks my man of the match for me for the for the website. I have another gentleman that writes the report for me, and usually at the end puts his man of the match. Very, very rare do they agree, yeah. but they're both pinned to the same match. Yeah, I get that, yeah. You know, again, I'm only playing devil's advocate, no, but you, yeah. you can see what I'm saying. But anyway, let's move on because it's not about Gareth. Yeah, I want to say, Doug, you are a gentleman, sir. Thank you so very much for that. Really does mean a lot. Thank you so very much. Um, and when I was saying about Liverpool fans before, you obviously are the nicer one. Um, well said, Craig Southgate. He did say, and that was, I, I've got to say, agreeing totally. He did say when he came in, he was going to pick players on form. And yes, I agree 100%. As long as those players fit into the formation he wants, you know, it's no good having to say the win back if you're going to play 4 4 2. But as long as they are fitting in the formation, it should be the players on form. Just definitely. last thing on that. 12 mm. defenders. 12 I, defenders in that squad. How many do you need? I haven't actually looked at the squad because we didn't get any plays in. I thought, you know what, I can't be bothered. Yeah. It'll only annoy me, you know. But 12 defenders. Maybe, maybe he's, he's thinking, you know, if we go 1-0 up, we'll put all 12 on and defend. Plus, plus and that's, that's not counting his defensive midfielders. Well, yes, yeah. Um, let's be honest with you, you know, again, it's another it's another job that whoever it is will, will never be happy. Let's just hope Graham Potter doesn't do well at Chelsea and he can take over. Uh, Spurs fan TM is in. Good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, nice of you to join us. Um, David asks you here, uh, oh, Doug says Chris Tarrant for Craig. <laughs> 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 That's not bad, actually. <laughs> That's quite good. Um, David says here, so if we analyse Spurs, what are their weaknesses and who and how can we play to take advantage of the few opportunities we may have? We're going to pick the team in a second. Mm -hmm. But can you see any weaknesses? I mean, they, they have got weaknesses. They Haven't they? Well, they have. I think their main their main focus is the fact they'd like to get the ball forward quickly. They're, 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 they are the quintessential attack on the break, very much like we were when we won the league. Um, yes. Any Spurs fans watching, we, we won the league. Um, where did where did Spurs come that season? Well, it was a two-horse race uh, mm. third. Um, <laughs> I do. So, 
yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's where they're going to hurt you because I don't think they're particularly they they're solid, aren't they? So mm. they're not particularly creative. I don't think in the middle of the park when you look at the players they've got in there. You know, Hoiberg is a grafter. They've got grafters. Harry Winks when he plays Basuma, they've bought another grafter. Um, so that's where I think you've got the opportunity to get our creative players such as Madison on the ball in and around that little pocket of space in between Dyer. And if we've got two up front, Dyer's not the most mobile. So that sort of quick interchange around there in between their defensive midfielders and their centre-halves, I think, is our best option. And then managing to turn the ball over when their wing-backs are... I'll push forward as well. And you can mm. do that more with the talk front. You can uh, get centre-halves isolated and run out into those channels. So I do think they have weaknesses, but it it's it's exploiting those weaknesses. But the weaknesses they will show will be on the back of us stopping their breakaways, I think. Mm. So when they do push forward at pace, getting a quick turnover and then doing it back to them. I'm I'm probably going to file this under grassy minute straws at number five thousand five four hundred and sixty-eight. <laughs> but Tottenham, I mean, they're sat in third. They're having a good season. Yeah. I think they've got a very good manager, mm-hmm. and I think they could possibly put up a good fight for mm-hmm. the for the title this mm-hmm. season. Um, what's their What's their goals? Um, they have scored against. They've only scored twelve. Yeah. Oh, in fact, let me. Um, I, I can show you, young man. Thank you. Funny you should ask that. He says. I know you've got all this at your fingertips, Chris. So. Well, I do. I just have to get. I just have to get it in in the run of it. Uh, they've scored twelve, which is only four more than we have. Hmm. Um, well, that makes happy reading, doesn't it? Yeah, and and I mean, like I say, this is where it falls into the um, grasping at straws bin. They've played six, they've won four, they've drawn two, they haven't lost. So they're, they're due a loss. And, <laughs> you know, they could go to Man City and not lose, and they could come to Leicester, bottom club, and lose. I mean, well, I mean yeah. how often... This is football. This is... Uh, yeah, exactly. This happens, isn't it? Yes, exactly. exactly the sort 100%, of thing that will happen. 100%. But I did um, say earlier, dropped you in it a little bit. I do apologise, but I do enjoy this bit now. Is we are going to pick the team, and we'll do it straight after the break. But what I want is it not the team that you think Brendan will pick because we gave up with that last season, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's the team that you would want us to play to get something from this game tomorrow, which could yeah. be interesting. And we're going to do that straight after this. In a world where cat videos and memes rule the feeds. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Indeed. Um, Press that uh, subscribe button if you haven't done already. It is much appreciated. Smash the likes. And while you're doing it, Nip over to mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio <coughs> and uh, and give us a listen. We're going out 11 o'clock tomorrow night, so it's an after dark show. So maybe not quite so much restrictions on us. But um, anyway, here we go. So first of all, Craig, the first question I will ask you yeah. is what 
would you be looking to get from this match? We're, we're away at Tottenham. Um, we've not done so well in, in London visits to London recently. Would you be going looking for a point or would you be going looking for the win? I think you've got to go into any game looking for the win. Yeah. But I think most Leicester fans would happily take a point now. Indeed. Indeed. So are you going to set this formation up as um, going for a draw or going, are you going to go for the win? Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm going to pick one that I think can keep us solid but has the opportunity to score. I mean, as you looked at it, uh, in terms of those stats, we've had a lot more attacks. We just need to start yep. converting chances. Um, so what formation? And please, please pick one that I've got. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tweak it just because I'm going to pick one that I know you've got. So it's going to be the right. 4-4-2, but uh, we'll go with the diamond. One second. I'm going to send you the, the list of these over so you can yeah. see. Well, that's the one um, I think I know you've got when we've tried to do this before. We've We've tried to do a... A four-one-three-two or whatever, and it the closest you can get is a diamond, I think, in the in the middle four. Um, I'm four-four-two. Did you say? Yeah, but there's a diamond in the middle. I've only I've got that one that you can see there. I know you've done the diamond, Chris. So, um. Right, let's just have a look then. Unless they've got a four, unless they've got a four-one. Two one two or whatever they want to call it. Four one two one. Two. Well, that's. I mean, let's stick with that. That's near enough. Let's that's, do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're not doing this rocket no. science here. Oh, we no. like you know. Unfortunately, I, I wish I could move the actual individual ones yeah. around, but unable to. Now, let's start in goal because I. Schmeichel hasn't had a good, particularly good start to the season. No. Over and talk, talking of Schmeichel and Denmark, if you don't do anything tomorrow, check out my my Twitter feed. I was on Danish television today. It's only um, it's only a couple of minutes, three or four minutes. Uh, it's on Jan Molby's. He wasn't on it, but it's his it is his channel. It's the main it's the main Danish sports channel actually. Um, and I, I was, it was pre-recorded, and I'm on, and I think it goes live tomorrow. And uh, no, I didn't speak any Danish, <laughs> so uh, thankfully the uh, the presenter was English. Um, uh, David says, "Isn't the only issue with the diamond formation the fact that limits our wits, so then we can't play Barnes?" I guess Niles in, big up Nile. How are you? I tell you what, while I think, while I'm, I'm going to just send you this over, Craig on. A Twitter message. Right. Um, if I can find you, when did we last speak on Twitter? Ah, uh, it was probably only today. Yeah, there you are. It was actually. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to send you that link over. So what you can do is you can have a look and see oh, what right, cool. formations they use. So we need to do that. So in the one that they, and say hi now. In the ones that they did, uh, like I said on Lee's thing before, the fans went for Everson in goal. Mm -hmm. Would you change it at this stage? Um, I'd be tempted to, to be honest. Be, I think it's a big stage to put Everson in away mm. at Spurs, though. It was my yeah. only thing. But I don't think the massive thing in goalkeepers, particularly when you're asking them to play out from the back, is confidence. And if you haven't got confidence, then it can cause all sorts of trouble. And Ward doesn't look confident to me. 
particularly with the ball at his feet. And he almost, you know, he put Thomas in a, in a shocking position against Brighton uh, where he had to bring the guy but when down. the manager's coming out and blaming him for things, can you, can you understand him not having confidence? Yeah, but he's come out today and 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 backed him, you know. Mm. So, uh, so on balance, let let's shake it up. Let's put Everson in. Wow, well, we, we 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 differ from the from, from yeah. player one, here, but yeah. but in in fairness, um, uh, we haven't got. You <laughs> might have to go back to Ward. Um, I think Ward personally. <laughs> right, come on. I V E R S O N. E N, I think. But you should pick it up from Ivor, shouldn't you? And if it's there. Daniel Leverson, Preston North End. Was, was he there on loan? He was, yeah. Right, we'll have him. We'll He's have had him. two It'll seasons there. It'll do. They've obviously. That's the problem with this site is uh, you can, uh, and, I, and I don't want to go on. They to haven't updated strength. it, have they? No, they haven't. That's the problem. That is the problem. Yeah. Right. So if we go for left back, left back, uh, James Justin. James Justin. What, what the thing I've got with this is that you can't see me typing it because I've covered it over with the uh, <laughs> overlay. <laughs> not stupid me, you know, not uh, stupid. Um, and now on the right, now then, this is interesting. Uh, Steve Whitworth. <laughs> oh, we wish, we wish, <laughs> eh? Uh, Castagna. Castagna, I agree totally. I don't think he was, he's played badly, to be honest with you. No. And uh, and he scored as well, didn't he, in the first game? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the only the only player to score at the start on two games, and I don't know, oh, forget it, forget it. Was in the quiz that. last night. It was a quiz question. Scored the yeah, first it, goal. It? Scored the first goal uh, of Leicester's season in two of the last three seasons. You see, I knew I'd heard it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'll knock. I'll cross it over. You knock them in, mate. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, in the uh, left centre back role, um, let's go with Johnny. Is Johnny? He says. <laughs> Oops, hang on, that's the wrong one, isn't it? Hang yeah. On. It's jumping all over the place, this screen, for me. Oh, if only we could have two Johnnies. Right. And now that's I presume that we're moved. going to give it... Sorry? That's the fastest he's moved all season, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to say something a lot worse. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Thank you for not. Um, I'm guessing in this position here, in the in the right centre-back, that you're going to put our, our new sign in? I am, and part of the reason for that is that I want you to try and spell his name to find him in the system. Really, you are you are setting me a, a challenge, are you? Yeah. <clears throat> What's his name, Chris? Face F A S E. No, F A E S. You had one job, and I got it right. Look at that. I kind of just say that I have got the Leicester City team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> if you pick an at show at the end, I always have difficulty with yeah. that one. 
<laughs> uh, I tell you what, Terry, play Steve Earle on the wing in that season that we looked at, the 76-77 season, him and Worthington, my God, they were goal machines. Yeah. They really were. like Steve Earle. Yeah, I used to like him. Uh, now, I don't think he ever got the credit he deserved. No, he was a bit of a underrated player, wasn't he? Yeah, I think we got him from Fulham, I think. Possibly, possibly. Yep. Now, then, I have yeah. a feeling we may disagree here. Okay. Excellent. Who are you putting in that centre defence? Um, I'm going to go for Ndidi. Yeah, we are totally disagreeing. Because I would be going for Sumari, only because I don't think he's done anything wrong. Not that Ndidi has, but I just think, yeah. again, you know, Ndidi, he needs to know that he's not going to be his, his shirt all the time. No, I get that. For me, if we're talking about Spurs' uh, strengths mm -hmm. are playing on the break, then you need someone who senses danger, for me, and Definitely. can read it better than Samari does. No, I'll, I'll, like I say, I'll go with you, sir. I will go with you. Uh, left midfield. Uh, I'm, I, I would be playing these a little bit further in to allow yeah. our fullbacks to, to create the width, to be honest. No, with I, get that. Yeah. I, uh, I get that. Yeah. Because I can't think that you can have, we're playing two up front. If you have two wide men as well, you get exposed through the middle. So these two would have mm. to play a little bit more centrally. Uh, for me, so that's why I'm going to bring back in uh, KDH. Right um, on the right. Well, if if Pratt was fit, then I'd be playing Pratt. Yes, uh, but he's not by all accounts. Then, um, so I'm torn. I'm torn here, but I think it's a game. It's a game, again, where I think we need people who can read danger uh, and are prepared to put in a shift. So as much as I would probably like to put Perez in, because I think he's a clever player and he'll offer a little bit more going forward, uh, I think it's probably time we gave Albrighton a chance. Well, OK. You might, you might want him, but you can't have him. There we go. Um, there we go. I, I've got to say, again, it's those splinters are back. Mm -hmm. I just don't know about Albright. I mean, he's vice captain, but that, I think he's probably more an off-field role than an on-field role, um, especially while your captain's there. I just... I was, believe it or not, and this is probably going to shock a lot of people, but I was mm -hmm. thinking Perez. But I think for me, I don't think Perez would have played the full 90. And no, I would have seen Albrighton coming on at the end with his speed. Yeah. But I, I think can see this the other way that you put maybe Albrighton on with the potential of replacing him with Perez, maybe on the 60th minute. Yeah. Again, I think, you know, although he's not got the pace, I think he's probably a little bit, because he's more experienced, he. Mm. He, again, he will probably sense danger and your best opportunity of stopping um, uh, Spurs' real threats, such as Son, who will be down that side, is to stop the ball getting to him. So someone who can read that as soon as the ball breaks down, 
you should have somebody in front of Son stopping stopping him getting the ball and getting it uh, into his feet. Um, I think you're probably more going to get that from Albrighton than you would do from Perez. Do you think, again, devil's advocate time, that if Albrighton is caught out of position or Son leaves him, you know, and has a break where yeah. the ball tipped mm. over, is, you know, and let's be honest, he's getting on a little bit now. Do you think he's got the speed to keep to keep? No, you know, Son? I don't think we've got anybody on the right hand side who's got this. No, uh, the no. pace to keep with him, though. I, I mean, you look at Perez who else isn't known for his speed, is he? Yeah, no, Perez, Perez mm. won't won't come back uh, and do mm. that. I don't think. You know, he he does work hard, but I don't think he works hard particularly in his own half. He's mm. he's quite good at trying to close down in the opposition half and win the ball back high up the pitch. But excuse me, I don't think he's pretty well known for for tracking back. No, as I say, no, if um, if Pratt was was fit, then I think he would do the job. Um, obviously, not blistering pace, but I think again, he's a grafter. But with him out, you would look. You know, you'd have Ricardo in front of him, or whatever. I think this is the whole thing that we are lacking in uh, in in right sided players who who can do that role. So, hence. You know, let's go with Albright. We're talking about a team who who hasn't yeah. performed so far, so those people outside on the fringes should get an opportunity. No, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, T Madison in the middle. Yes, yeah, um, England's finest, Gareth. <laughs> I love your optimism there. I do. Mm. Um, right, and you're playing two up front, which I, I would love to see. I really would. Um, but I presume one of these, and let's put him on the right there for a second, um, only because I'm talking because I can have a look how his name is spelt. I guess one of those will be Ian Acho. Yep. And I have to be honest with you. Oh, oh put it, oh, they put him on that side. It doesn't matter. Um, do you know what? He holds the ball up. So whoever your other striker is going to be, I just think, you know, we've been <coughs> with Jamie Vardy because he's played more of the games and started more of the games. He's looked so exposed. And, yeah. you know, we've not been getting the ball to him. And I think when Inacho comes on, he's, he's just that link, isn't he, between midfield, for me, midfield, and if we've got a lone striker, the lone striker. And even uh -huh. this... this as well. And I think particularly coming up, I know you've put him on the left, but particularly coming off the right onto his left foot, mm. he can make something out of nothing. We, we've seen it enough. You know, I remember the uh, the goal he scored um, when there was no fans there against Palace, I think, when he just one one step inside and he rifled one into the roof of the net. He doesn't need yeah. a lot of room to get a shot off. Um, and if we're talking about how much attacking play we're having, we need to be getting more shots, and I think Inacho's always looking for a shot. Yes, yeah. Now I'll, I'll move him over for you. Now he's going. It can be one of two, isn't it? Let's well, it, a... could be, it could be one of three. You could, you know, it could be Barnes played in a more advanced role. Oh well, it could <coughs> be Perez really. So let's make it one in four. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going for, young man? Uh, Daka. God, thank God you said that. I think they 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 were the two bright sparks in a, in an otherwise poor performance at Brighton. They both they scored. worked. 
Yeah, they both scored. They both worked well together. Um, they seem to have a bit more of an understanding. Um, Daka likes running in behind and Inacho can drop into little gaps. So I think there's the there's an opportunity to try and build a formation. Brendan, you know, one of the few positive things he's come out as has to been to recognise that that we need more of a threat up the top of the pitch. And he did reference how well those two played together at Brighton. Again, on that, 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 believe it or not, was actually on Lee's channel, Lee Chappie's channel earlier. That was the to what front that everybody voted for. And yeah. Lee couldn't believe it that, um, that nobody had gone for, you know, the people didn't want Vardy up there. But let's be honest with you, you know, Spurs, that is not slow. And I have, no. I've always keep saying, 60 minutes, 65, 70. Oh, thank God, Dakar's going off. Oh, shit, Vardy's coming off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. De defenders are not going to want Vardy coming on for a 20-minute cameo. No, no, not at all. I don't think you've got a bad team there. Thank you. I'm going to say it's just that right-hand side I'm not sure about, but oh. that's dictated by availability. I'm going to ask a question on that in a second. Uh, but TM does say, and, uh, and you know I'm going to ask you this one because I know the answer to it. Uh, are you going Saturday, Craig? I am indeed. I shall be well, there. I think if TM should want to buy you and, and your family a coffee, I'm sure you wouldn't refuse it, would you, no, Dave? Not at all. Not at all. No, no uh, Tottenham sure hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just dropped TM in it there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's not, he's not taking like... Ten members of his family, I don't think. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, the question I'm going to ask is: It is a problem we know on that right hand side, um, and it's one I know that um, Scott, if he was in, would be going get one of the youngsters on. Um, is it out of the question to play Barnes on that right hand side? Um. I don't think it's out of the question. My question, as always with Barnes, is to go to the next level, you need footballing intelligence. And sadly, I don't think he's got it. Uh, and that, for me, is going to be what stops Barnes getting to the really the highest level. Because when he's on his game, he's got it. But he doesn't seem to have that ability to react you know too often I, I watched a game the other night I think it was one of the Champions League games and I can't remember who it was but it was like they had a Barnes teams were attacking down the left hand side and the winger was just stood there literally stood there and Barnes doesn't do enough off the ball to me to either create space if somebody's coming you know move forward move inside to create space give the defender something to think about other than I know Barnes wants it to his feet, so all I have to do is stand in this space and, you know, I'll be able to close him down when the ball gets to him. Occasionally, yes, he does do something magical. But then asking him to do it on the right-hand side where he's left less comfortable, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen anything when he has played there in, in patches. I could see him inside, you know, potentially more of an old-fashioned inside forward. Mm. You know, if he's got that intelligence to use that space to rather than be predictable, like I'm always going to hug the touchline, to come in off it the same way Mane used to do for Man City, um, uh, Man, uh, for Liverpool, sorry, uh, to, to utilise that space 
because that's a little area. Those inside forward spaces are always seem to be the vacant spaces where you can receive the ball into feet and get straight at the two centre halves. If he'd got that kind of intelligence, then I think you could move him anywhere across the front line. But sadly, I, I'm not sure that he has. Yeah, I thought I, I say I just thought I'd ask the question. Um, I, all I was thinking is, you know, in some ways, the best form of defence is attack. Yeah. Um, and you know that he will do that. Um, yeah. And but you know, you, you make the fair point. Brookline's in. Good evening, Brookline. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, he says Barnes is probably a natural white winger. He could keep his head up more and be more in, integrated with the team. You've obviously made your point. How you feel on that? Mm. I suppose the other option, like you say, is um, and whether you know whether Brendan's looked at this in training and yeah. said, like you know, go go and in this you know in this in this in this fight you know eleven aside game, go and play on the right. Um, Arby, let me have a look at you. And you may have looked at him and thought, oh no. You know, we don't know. What about, you know, Just, Bond um, in the Madison role and Madison on the right wing? I think you lose something from um, yeah. from yeah. Madison at that point. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure about that. What, the only thing I, I guess you could say is potentially you could play Thomas. I don't think Thomas has had as bad a game as people are, are saying. No. And play Justin on the right in front of Castagna because we know Justin's got an engine who can get up and down and offer more defensive protection against Son down that side. And, and you know, he likes to get forward, doesn't he? You he know, does. he's, very, he's very much a defender in the Ricardo mold. If yeah, you like. exactly. Yeah, seen, just bear with me a, a second, Chris. Uh, yeah. I just have to step away, or I shall be back. Um, in no, no, seconds. that is fine. While you're doing that, and thank you for that, we will um, um, hope you're all right. Uh, but what we're going to do now is score predictions. Um, easy. Let me, I always do this, always do this. And don't forget, let me remind you, please go to mixcloud.com. M-I-X-C-L-O-U-D. It's in the banner going across the bottom there. Mixcloud.com forward slash L-T-I-D radio. Mixcloud.com L-T-I-D radio. Um, it's Basically, it's a radio, obviously, uh, rather than a, a, than a video show. And we talk football, and we've been looking back at football years and playing the music that was around at the time. Uh, we did the 76-77 season before, and um, music we played, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Here he is, he's back, Dancing Queen, and he's all, God, I'm going I'm going down uh, down Craig's uh, Desert Island disc here. Yeah, Mississippi, If You Leave Me Now, Under the Moon of Love, of course, Lester Show, Waddy Waddy, Don't Give Up On Us Baby, Don't Cry For Me, Arthur, Arthur Negus, Chanson de Moore. Knowing me, knowing you, first cut is the deepest way down, and Mulligan Tire. I say that was the year when I left school, and that was also the year. And I'll just say this: that we hounded Jimmy Bloomfield out of the tea, mm. out of the club. Sad days, sad yes. days. Yeah, you know, be careful. We always say, don't we? Be careful what you be wish for. What you wish for, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TM has gone two nil or two one to Spurs. Uh, Brookline has gone, wins 12 0 
Craig rushes the field in anger. <laughs> yeah, it'll it, it, it do a streak and try and get the game called off. We're going to end it now. I'm just going to do a quick uh, the scores. Everything all right at your end, Craig? Yeah, all good. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's just quickly go through this then. And here we go. These are the scores. Um, nobody's got <laughs> a lot of faith, I've got to be honest with you. I have gone 2-1. And the reason I've gone on for that is because we always lose to Spurs. <laughs> um, I can't see us winning because it's at Spurs. And I'd love to go for Leicester, but I need the points in the Prediction League. So, Craig, but you've gone for a draw, 1-1. One, one. I have, yeah. Again, just that thing. I think we've we've shown patches, you know, that we, we are can be dangerous going forward. I'm hoping that the new signing, uh, uh, Face, galvanises that back line, brings a little mm. bit more dogged determination uh and and gives everybody a lift to be honest i can see him getting booked in the first 10 minutes for clattering harry kane to be honest but uh he looks that kind of player but i'm just hoping he sort of galvanizes us and it's a it's a bit of a dig in and and let's Mm. get something out of it yeah tags has gone 3-1 to spurs well, she's gone one-one, but I won't tell you what he really went for before he decided <laughs> to go for the one-one. Uh, Steve Linitz has gone one-nil, but he's worse at predictions than me. And Ian Marshall has gone three-one as well. Um, I just want to get out of this one alive and, and get <laughs> the international break. At least Madison can't get injured because knowing how look that, what would happen? That is true. Hey, Craig, have a safe journey down to London. Appreciate that. Thanks, mate. I'm sure there will be a very, very, very odd feeling down there uh, this weekend. Yes, um, yeah, indeed. But, um, uh, there, 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 there we go. But thank I'm you. I'm just so hoping. Much. I'm just yeah. hoping that obviously the all the games. I think they're going to have a minute silence and then the, the national anthem. I'm just hoping that it's um, that it's respected by uh, by both sets of fans. Funny you should say that because very quickly, Friday nights at nine we have the sh- the question time show. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's no agenda. I ask, I set the first question, and then we just let the flow go in the chat and see where we go with it. And the first question that, that I'm going to start off with tomorrow is, what is it with Liverpool fans? Booing the national anthem, having the minute silence cut down to 26 seconds because of their stupid fans they don't want to be part of the uh of england but they're quite happy to take our doll money and our hubcaps should we <laughs> should we not respect the 96 next time we have a minute silence for the 96 i'm gonna boo but you know what it's like with scousers oh woe is me you can't pick on us liverpool fans you know nothing you know mm-hmm. it was never our fault you know and I just think, I know, are they the worst fans out there? Well, that's a question for tomorrow night, isn't it? it, is, it is, and, uh, much as I would, much as I would love to debate cold. that one with you, um, I think it's difficult to tar everyone. Um, oh, but I think, to be I honest, that. I, I think that. I think they, I think they wanted to cut that that minute's uh, silence short so they could use that extra time for the end of the game when they always need to a bit more to score. Not going to get a better comment than that. Yeah. That was the best comment. 
have a safe journey down there. Get yes, back mate. in one piece. Thanks. And uh, I will see you next week. Thanks very much, Craig. Enjoy Cheers. your supper. Thanks, mate. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there. What a comment to end on. What a comment to on that. Um, Chris, good evening. Um, I, STG Liverpool, fans think they are special. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm not sure what the STG means, but yeah, um, Liverpool fans, I just think, you know, um, I, I, I don't, you know, they, they, they were saying that, oh, you know, Manchester City didn't respect the 96 at the start of the season. Then the next thing is they were booing the national anthem. I mean, I just, it always seems to be, oh, poor us, poor us. Ah, uh, oh, sorry. Hey, man, come on, mate. I'm in my 60s here. I know most of them, but STG, I didn't get. It sounds like a disease that <laughs> you may pick up somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they do, Chris. I think it's a very good point. And it's not every single Liverpool fan. Of course, I understand that. And I like Liverpool. I've liked the managers. What I like about, you know, the old school Liverpool managers uh, was the fact, you know, the um, Bill Shankly's, etc., is that they used to give credit if you if they lost the game. They didn't just blame the weather or the dry pitch or the colour of the shirts. And they'd always come out and go, you know what, we deserve, they deserve that. They were the better team. So I've always got a lot of respect for Liverpool. But I'm, I am losing it a lot. Uh, I do very much think it's woe is me. You know, that you know, oh look at us, be please feel sorry for us. Um, take our doll money, take our hubcaps, but you disrespect the Queen. There was actually there was actually a Liverpool fan. Um, I'm not sure there's a he or a she, there's up for debate, but there was a Liverpool fan that was in a chat earlier. Uh, it wasn't even a Liverpool chat, to be honest with you. And uh, the comment was along the lines of oh, why are we going to miss football on Monday for the funeral? I mean, I'm sorry. Whether you're a royalist or whether you're not a royalist, and not everybody is, and I will accept that, um, but you know what? You, you just have some respect for the head of state. And I, and I just think you... You get you you yeah. You need to do this, love. Listen, get a life, all you love. Listen, get a life, all you love. Listen. Yeah, do that, Liverpool fans or those Liverpool fans. Um, thank you, Chris. I haven't seen you before, Chris. Hope you are you new. If you are, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, and if you are already subscribed, please give it a like. Um, we appreciate that. Smash the likes. It does help with the channel, with our algorithms and where we get seen. We get seen. The more you like, the more we get seen, the more followers we get, the more we can do, uh, etc. David says here, it's simple, it hurts. No one has to... Uh, no, Sorry, let's be simple. <laughs> uh, it hurts no one to have a little respect based on the circumstances. So regardless of your opinion, it's the least fans can do. It's one minute for God's sake. Well, I suppose in Liverpool, let's be honest with you, they probably might not be able to afford watches. I would imagine somebody in the in the crowd's probably gone and nicked the whistle. But <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? No, I'm sorry, I am losing disrespect. I'm losing respect, sorry, and getting disrespect for Liverpool fans. Totally right. It hurts no one to have a little respect. 
Don't forget mixcloud.com, M-I-X-C-L-O-U-D.com forward slash L-I-T-D radio. Please, please follow me. You do have to sort of have an account. You just log in with your email. There's no cost. Nothing's involved. It just means then that um, it helps boost the radio side. And we're going to be back at 11 o'clock tomorrow with the radio with the worst football songs Part one. Let's just say there's more than there's more than I could fit into a show. Uh, it's eleven o'clock. We can have a bit of fun because it's a bit later. And at nine o'clock, matter of opinion. Uh, sorry, at nine o'clock, um, question time. And please, if you've got a spare couple of minutes, Brad, who's normally on this channel, his channel is a matter of opinion. Please, please go and give it a show of support as well. He puts a lot of work into it. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, it's back, football. Unfortunately, it spurs. Could be worse, couldn't it? <laughs> See you tomorrow. I'm on a couple of Spurs channels during the day. That's going to be fun. I'm back at 9 o'clock, like I say, for question time and the radio show at 11. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for watching. Thanks for lending me ears. If you've been listening, I'll let you have them back now. Available on all your major podcasts. Take care. Don't do anything I won't enjoy. Good night now. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. They think it's all over. It- Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.